All right. Hello and welcome to Snap Aim Podcast. So I'm doing something a little bit different this weekend. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time to think about who I was going to have on the podcast. And usually I like to ask them a week ahead of time since that's something that takes a little bit of time to schedule. Also, obviously, I ask people to do this on a Sunday or Saturday, so it's time on other day. But this week has been so incredibly busy. I was basically working on so many different embargo hits, and it's been kind of wild how many games have been updating or releasing. So there's been a lot on my plate. So I kind of wanted to talk about a few things that were happening in the gaming space today, and I wanted to talk about the Halo Infinite Season 5 update. So I did a write-up on this on IGN and everything, but I thought it'd be really cool to go over this because I actually got to play um, a preview of Season 5. I only got to play the new mode and the two new arena maps, but still, it was pretty cool. And honestly, after the preview, I spent the next night just playing Halo Infinite multiplayer and it was really fun. I forgot how fun this game is and it's improved a lot. And I think season five is actually going to be bringing back a lot of players because there's a lot of cool skins. Um, we are also going to be getting two new arena maps, like I said, called Forbidden Our Prism. And the new game mode is called Extraction, where you have to go to different points. You have to activate extraction uh, machines and then... Um, the last, when the timer goes down, that's when the team who's holding the extraction point will actually win. So it doesn't matter how long you hold the point. It only matters who's the one at the end holding it. So, you know, someone could swoop in last second and grab it, which is really fun. It makes it very competitive. It's going to be in ranked and casual modes, which is really fun. Yeah. And then all the cosmetics in the battle pass for the season are inspired by the flood, which is really cool. I think it looks really disgusting, but I mean... I like it. I hope this means that we get more insight into the flood and more story based things, but they haven't said anything about that. Now, the biggest thing that's coming to Infinite, I think, in season five is that Forge is getting a big, big update. So there's going to be a new AI toolkit and it's actually wild. So this toolkit lets you go PvP or PvE or PvPVE, which is kind of crazy. There's so many different tools in this new kit that let you just do whatever you want, which is kind of crazy. And also they have different nodes that allow you to go through um, where you want these enemies or AI to spawn, where you want them to go, like their pathing and everything. So it's, it's crazy how detailed of dev tools they want to give you, which is insane. Like the fact that they're giving you so many tools is really cool. I'm definitely way too dumb to use Forge and I'm not creative enough at all. I did suggest to the devs that they should make or that players should make a Frogger game mode and I would totally be into that. And if I could build it, I totally would, but I can't. I mean, I, I don't know how to use Forge. I could try to spend some time learning, but I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I, I don't think I would be that good. <laughs> I would, I think it would be really fun though. Anyways, that's a look into season five. I'm definitely going to be playing some of that on stream as well, which I think it's going to be a lot of fun just because I really liked Extraction. I thought it was very competitive and I can see why they put it into ranked. And I think it's actually very cool uh, that they're putting into ranked and casual matches because, I mean, I loved playing ranked more than anything else in Halo. Just because, So here's the thing with me and FPS games. I feel like if I'm not playing something that challenges me, 
and gives me sort of a reward at the end for playing and doing well, then why am I playing it? So for me, it's like, oh yeah, I could play casual matches, but if I could be playing casual matches, I could be playing ranked and getting higher in my rank. So why not just play ranked? I don't know. It's that weird competitive mindset I have and I'm very competitive as you can tell. So for me, I would definitely prefer ranked mode. So I'm very happy Extraction is coming to that because I really liked it. I thought it was very fun having to guard like one point, but also having it kind of tug of war back and forth until the point was actually captured. So very fun. I actually got to play it against my boss and Ka and uh, I got to beat them a couple of times, which is very fun. So I know that's not the biggest story of things that happened in the world, in the gaming world specifically this week. Um, the biggest news is definitely that Xbox now owns Activision Blizzard and Activision Blizzard is now first party company. So yeah, Xbox finally did it and they released a trailer showing off you know, all the different games that they have now. And this is crazy. I I mean, I figured that this was a, going to go through, especially after the most recent updates. And I'm really glad that this story's over with because I don't know about you, but I've been very tired about reporting on this story because I'm just like, you know, come on, like, j- just get back to us once you figure out what you want to happen, what everyone rules on, and then we'll move forward from there. But yeah, they announced that they have it. Uh, Microsoft does have that 10-year deal with PlayStation to make sure that Call of Duty won't become exclusive to Xbox. So that's good. But yeah, so they have a come there's a compilation of the major Activision Blizzard games that Xbox now owns. And from Activision, obviously Call of Duty, Crash Bandicoot, Guitar Hero, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which I totally forgot that they did that, that they published that. Um and then Prototype Blur, Spyro, and then from Blizzard, we have Diablo, Warcraft, Overwatch, Starcraft, Lost Vikings, and from King, we have Candy Crush Saga, which, uh, you know what, it's it's big, I'll, I'll say that, it's big with a specific crowd. Rebel Riders, Diamond Diary Saga, and Bubble Witch 3 Saga. I don't know these games, but I know that they're pretty big. Obviously, there are other games that come with these developers, but I think the biggest thing is definitely Call of Duty. A lot of people are worried about that, and they also think that Modern Warfare 3 is coming to Game Pass, which it's definitely not. And I definitely think that maybe the next edition of Call of Duty will be on Game Pass, but I feel like, I personally feel like if Microsoft made Call of Duty free to play, uh, basically through the subscription of Game Pass on launch day, I think they would lose money because people would just download it for a bit. And I don't know, I feel like there's a a specific audience with Call of Duty. I feel like a lot of people who want to play it casually are mostly on consoles. So I feel like if they did this, people would just download it. And that's like a whole platform that they would lose money on for a $70 game. So I don't know. Um, I, I know that Game Pass is going to be hiked up in price again, but it's definitely not going to be outputting, you know, it's like $70, right? Like people could cancel after they play. Um, and then, I mean, Warzone is going to be free to play. So if people prefer Warzone, they can just play that. Granted, it doesn't get you access to the campaign, but once you play the campaign, which is usually just, you know, not that long of a campaign in Call of Duty, you could potentially just uninstall it and then get off Game Pass. So it, it's interesting. I'm I'm glad I'm not in a position where I have to make these decisions because I definitely would not know what to do. But I understand that they have a lot more numbers and studies to look into what they can do about this. So Call of Duty is one of the biggest ones that they have now. Um, Guitar Hero, I know a lot of people were talking about potentially bringing it back, which I never played Guitar Hero. I definitely um, would watch my friends play and I never understood the appeal until I played Just Dance. 
and I realized, oh, okay, it's just, it's like its own rhythm game, but you know, some people prefer having something like an instrument like guitars because it's a little bit harder to learn guitars, but also makes you feel really cool, right? Like when I was playing Just Dance, I was like, oh, it's like I have my own dance lessons at home. And DDR never, I, dude, I suck ass at DDR. I could never play it. So for me, I think Guitar Hero was also, I think Guitar Hero was also the same sort of thing where I'm like, oh, this sucks, but mostly because I suck and I'm not really into this, but you know, Just Dance, I was like, oh, for some reason, this rhythm game is, is really, I like it. This is good. And Sekiro was really good, but I don't know. I, I don't know if we're ever going to see a Sekiro 2. Honestly, I would rather see a Bloodborne 2 if we're talking about Soulsborne games, but you know, I am interested in Blizzard games with Warcraft and Overwatch because I mean, Warcraft is always going to do well. That's like their bread and butter, but Overwatch recently, they've not been doing so great. Another story that I definitely reported on this week was that, or last week, sorry, was that Overwatch 2 is overpricing for their premium battle pass bundle that had two skins that they were exclusively advertising on all of their trailers for this next season, but it's not in the battle pass. And the only way to get them is to buy the $40 bundle, which is really disappointing. So that kind of sucked to see, but I don't know. I hope that maybe with Microsoft taking a hand in this, they could probably look at their model and be like, hey, we need to fix this because it's clearly not connecting with players and it just feels really greedy. So I hope that they're able to kind of connect and work together as a team because it's definitely not at the level that players want. I mean, even even with Halo, like they're taking their battle pass and making it from 100 rewards to 50 and focusing on quality over quantity, which is great. And I think that's such a good move. Like no one has time to sit through so many levels of a battle pass and try to earn everything, especially if they're like not, if they're individual small rewards that aren't even that inspiring to try to earn. So it's, I'm glad that Halo has kind of found their footing on their live service game model, but I feel like Overwatch has all the tools to do that, but they're just not figuring it out. Same with Diablo. Diablo, I played for the first update. So I played Diablo 4 when it came out, but I honestly got a little bit tired of the grind. And when season one came out, I was like, oh yeah, I'll just play this. I'll, I'll start fresh, but you have to finish the game on your first character. You have to at least finish the campaign. And I was like, I do not have time for this. And I don't know, the season pass was kind of weak. I really was not interested. So I just fell off playing it. And I think Blizzard just needs a little bit of help with their live service games, obviously, except for Warcraft, because that will always do well. Okay, then another little fun story that I want to point out because we're obviously going into Spider-Man release day. I'm so excited. So um, apparently Insomniac actually studied real lizards to create the lizard in Spider-Man 2, which is a little bit terrifying. This was revealed in a PlayStation blog post and the Insomniac senior, the Insomniac senior art director, Jacinda Chu, revealed that the team wanted to make lizard accurate to the real life animal and um yeah and obviously insomniac saw that like a, an exact replication wouldn't work because they didn't have enough slime so chu said that they looked at a lot of lizard skin for research and that their skin is really dry but the, the people on their team said that they wanted him the lizard to be slimy like slimier <laughs> which is gross um and then they also gave him spikes as well which is interesting I always thought Lizard was so freaky, even in the movie. 
I thought he was just really creepy and gross looking. And I really hated the sewer scene because it seemed like such a horror movie. Uh, apparently, Chu looked at real life lizards that looked a bit more prehistoric because lizards can look kind of soft and cute, which definitely can happen. I think that there's some like bearded dragons. They're really cute. Um, but obviously that wouldn't work for a villain. So I'm glad they opted to take a few creative directions on making their lizard. I'm really excited though. I can't believe that Spider-Man 2 is launching October 20th. That's this week. That's crazy. Also, I hope this isn't a spoiler that Lizard is going to be in Spider-Man 2 because it was revealed kind of everywhere and there was gameplay of it. But hopefully if you didn't know, uh, I, I, I'm i sorry, but it's 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 a very small spoiler comparatively. There's a lot of things, which also be aware of that on social media. I am going to try to steer clear. I feel like this week I might be able to play on launch, but it's going to be so hard to keep ahead of the game and try to finish it when I'm still honestly stuck on Baldur's Gate and then I want to play Cyberpunk. I really want to do the FPS knife throwing person netrunner that I have because it feels so good. But also, I know that if I don't play Spider-Man 2 at launch, I'm going to get things spoiled, which sucks. It, it sucks because I can't stay off social media for my job. So in order to, for me to be online, I have to kind of play through this game as fast as I can so that I don't get spoiled. But I also know that that means a lot of people can't watch me stream it because it's spoilers, right? So I get it. And it's just one of those situations where it sucks, but also I'm very lucky that I can play the game at launch. I'm very excited. Um, but, you know, it's like, I man, I'm so tired. There's so many games coming out. I definitely want a little break. But I don't think we're getting one anytime, anytime soon. So I know that this was a shorter episode, but I did want to try to go through possibly different formats of doing solo podcasts when I'm not able to get a guest on or, you know, if it's one of those things where I have to shoot it real quick and get through an episode. I personally was so exhausted. I was not ready to be on cameras, which is why this is all kind of B-roll if you're watching on video. But I think I want to mess around with the solo podcast a bit. Um, this was also not live streamed. So I think that if I have chat to ask my questions, that'll go a little bit smoother. Maybe the episode will be a little bit longer as well. Usually my episodes are around an hour, maybe an hour and a half. But this one doesn't even hit 30 minutes. So again, I'm really sorry that this was such a short episode, but hopefully next week I can make it up to you. Which, by the way, next week, I'm also going to be shooting this early, but I'll still have it scheduled at the same time as it usually is. Uh, but I am going to be at TwitchCon. And if you're there on the 22nd, I will be on a panel with a few other amazing women in the community uh, who have also gone from being streamers and content creators to being uh, full time in the games industry, which is really cool. So if you have any questions or anything, or I'm not sure if it's going to be live stream. If it is, I will let you know on Twitter and whatever else, which would be really interesting. But I have no information on that. But if you are there at TwitchCon and you want to say hi or something, please come say hi. I'll be there Sunday. Uh, I will also be there Monday because I'm just going to be there for two days because fuck Vegas. I think Vegas is fine for a weekend, but definitely not for longer than that. It is way too expensive, first of all, to eat anything there or even get water. Second of all, it is way too dry there. Third, the weather is so unpredictable. The last time I was there, which was about three to four days, there was rain, hail, uh, it, it froze over, and then it got very windy and there was like a storm or something. I don't know. I All I know is that I don't prefer Vegas, so I minimized my visit there. Also, the week after that, the weekend after that, 
I am having my uh, competition, my powerlifting competition. So very excited for that. And I'll probably be posting some more gym vlogs soon as well. So let me know what you would like to see or hear from me in podcasts or videos. I'm still trying to get used to this whole content creation thing while also having a full-time job. It is very difficult. Also recalling some of this episode, I realized that I say I feel a lot and I think that's a defense mechanism from being on camera and also voicing my opinion to various people of the IGN audience and the gaming audience in general. People take things way too personally, even though it's my personal opinion. So it's kind of a defensive maneuver and I realize I do it a lot. So if that gets annoying, I will gladly try to catch that because this is my podcast. Obviously, you're here to hear my opinions on things. I will work on that. But yeah, let me know what you would like to hear me talk about, who you'd like to see on the podcast, what kind of things you'd like to see me cover more. And stay healthy, be good, and I'll see you next time.